But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. Very happy to be here. I'm joined as always with my co-host Bobby. How's it going, Bobby? What's up, Cody? I'm doing pretty well. Anything new in your life, Bobby? Who's gonna score a hockey goal? I don't like when you do things. (laughs) Anything. Our team! (laughs) Wow, who was that? We didn't get to that part yet! I'm you just... guys are jumping the script! I had a whole thing planned! You should have told us! He sang my song! Anywho, today we're talking about hockey, but not really. Um, so very happy to be here today. Um, a little life update for me. I've actually been a lot happier in general, which is great. And me and Bobby fear this day forever. So, um, you know, if you have something wrong in your brain, please come on our podcast or it's going to die. Cody's cured. Yeah, I've been cured of depression. Got... I think the sample size is like three days, right? If you're yeah. happy for three days in a row, then it's pretty good right you can you rest got, on that you got good brain now yeah that's really all you need and the only way you can break it is with meth and i don't really plan to do meth. don't worry i'm here to fuck it all up again great so <laughs> the person that you've heard if you are a hockey fan or just specifically a fan of the flyers you probably already heard that voice or read something that she's written or just interacted with her in some manner or the other we are very excited to have today steph driver here with us hello, hello steph thank you for having me guys steph luscious day it me yes <laughs> so steph if anybody uh who listens to the podcast is not familiar with hockey or just your version of what you do yep. can what you just like give us a quick rundown of your resume just so people can kind of understand you know why we're excited to have you on and what you mean to philly twitter and to flyers overall sure what are the rules what, i don't know why do you're need? excited to have me on but i can tell you what i do because as we just said we don't have people on the podcast gonna die so we survived for another week and we're really excited <laughs> about that so i am the nhl editorial manager for sb nation so i run all of the sb nation hockey sites uh, there are 33 of them, so all one for every NHL team, then women's hockey and college hockey. I've also been running Broad Street Hockey for the past three years, so I'm my own boss in that respect. Um, I launched, relaunched Broad Street Hockey Radio, Ice Sport Radio, probably five other shows for Broad Street Hockey. Uh, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Oh, feel free to know, plug away. Broadstreethockey.com. Prior to that, I was with Sons of Penn, launched that website, launched their podcast, and then moved over to Broad Street Hockey. I've done probably a dozen podcasts in the past eight years from start to finish, or they're still going. Um, yeah, a lot of hockey. Yeah, and my... oh, yelling about sports is one that I used to do that don't really that I don't really do anymore, <laughs> but that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Except um, for when it was extremely infuriating. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's only one time that my co-host Bill and I left the studio still in an argument. Only one time over the there were like the years beautiful. that we would scream at each other in the studio. So that's not that bad. That's nice. I mean, I, I would have loved to get the candid argument afterwards. It was like, about that'd I think be it like was a about, Patreon's here. I think it was about the pink backpacks that, that like it was the hazing in baseball, oh, yeah. and they were like making them wear pink princess backpacks. And Bill, I think that's what it was. Bill and I just. That one carried that, on. That's the one that just tore you guys apart, is pink that backpacks. Was it. Pink backpacks. I think that was the one. Because being a girl is bad. Because being a <laughs> is girl is yeah. bad. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. You've you've talked about your entire resume. You know, you've been with the Flyers, you know, in multiple ways for years. Yeah. You move on. Now you're overseeing, um, you know, like pretty much all of these hockey teams. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, can you name five players? No. Okay, so I'm going to call you out as a phony now. I don't think you actually know hockey. No, so... I mean, on which team? Which how many times have you heard players? a question of that variation? Oh, though? God. Every time I meet someone new that doesn't already know who I am. And that sounds a little bit arrogant, but, I mean, in the Philly area, if you're into sports or you're on Twitter, you already know who I am. Yeah. If you're not on Twitter, like, good for you. And yeah, your you life's don't know going who great. I am, like, your life is probably better. They're not hearing this podcast. They're, they're, this is only for the Twitter They literally brands. live in a parallel universe. Yeah. yeah, like, they just don't really exist, but... They're just my dad. That's the only person not on Twitter. <laughs> and if that applies to you, my dad is just your person. It doesn't matter. It's just, he's the same version of everybody not on Twitter. The two genders are yeah. on Twitter and Cody's. My phone. dad, who has the phone that somehow is like the still the Samsung knockoff that only like Cricket Wireless sells. Yeah, that's my father. And I keep telling him, you know, you could get an iPhone for like cheaper. And he goes, yeah, I play with them. They're really fun. But you know, this phone works. And I'm like, it, it doesn't get signal in the city of Philadelphia, the place where it should be getting signal. So I don't know if that's the phone, man. I think... That even my dad is on Twitter. He won't tell me for sure, but I still get phone calls every once in a while. Like, oh, that picture you posted. I'm like, where did I post a picture? And the only place was Twitter. So I'm just like, yeah. Well, so tweet at us who here? you think Steph's dad's at is. Yeah. Me. Go through her entire. How many followers got now, Steph? Uh, 8,500. Yeah. So go through Roughly. all of her, all of her followers, and find out which one of them is her dad. I know I'm not at 10,000 yet because all I want is the you like the, the 10k. 10K. I want, want the 10k. Oh, I'm almost at 9,000. I'm at 89.51. Yeah. Right. So you We're have close. You, you have a lot of support. Let's get Steph to 10,000 by the end of this episode. That would be yeah. The that'd be great. By the and end of the recording can, of this episode, there's a great investigation for the fans. Do you can win a prize of Steph. Steph drivers will determine later, um, but we still cannot determine if Steph Driver actually knows hockey at all, which is kind of awkward because it kind of you know, can, house of cards. I can like name five episode. teams, I guess. If you I want to try, women, NHL. <laughs> no, AHL. Bobby, those are continents of, the, of hockey. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there are the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, that's a gimme. I mean, because I'm and, the biggest Flyers fan, everybody knows that. And there's also the Philadelphia Flyers. You said those already. And there are the Vegas Glitters. I don't think that's completely accurate. <laughs> I think that's from the I'm television I'm going to give show you glitter. one and a half so far. The Glitters. Yeah. They have glitter in their jersey. Okay. The uh, Glitters. You, you're like three and a half teams away from satisfying my requirement. There that... are the Connor McJesuses. Gritty. Yeah, that's a good team. Um, that's, two, that's worth two. Okay, you're at three and a half. There are uh, Rangers South. Yeah. I, I feel that. Which is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 
I've never heard of this. Tampa Bay Lightning. I've heard of all the other. I've heard of Rangers South. Yeah, I don't. Yo, I've never even heard bad. of Rangers. I'm sorry, Is there North so Rangers. Sorry. Uh, I think no. that's a Scottish Oh, you're thinking. Team. I'm thinking of Power Rangers. Yeah, that's... they're not. They're not very powerful. Or uh, hockey players. Oh, sorry. Um, or yeah, I don't players. think. I. Uh, yeah, Steph. I, I. I think you have somewhat of a grasp, but I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think you're qualified for this. No, you know what? You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I feel like so, this bit has run its course. No. <laughs> yes, the bit has run its course. And yet, every single day, Steph still is getting people that do not believe that she knows hockey. I'm not kidding. I I followed your career as more of a fan before I was a friend of yours. And I've seen, I've talked directly to people who have harassed you in different mm. ways. I talked to one of them who was, I cannot say, the nicest person to me in the DM about oh. how he was the nicest person to you when I had proof that he was not. I will not say his name. Oh, so it went to a DM conversation. Yes, but I will say that this is one of the ugliest people I've ever seen. So um, that, that's as petty as I'll get. Oh my. Yeah, one, one person's going to pretend like they didn't hear anything. Um, but anyway, I have... I have no idea what's going on. Me and Bobby are having one of our. Uh, I'll type it out Twitter on moments. my phone while you. Do <laughs> yes. the, uh, okay, because I need to know. Yeah, there's the just some juiciness here. No, um, what? so I was arguing with someone, but they were very kind to me, and I had seen pictures of them being very nasty to you. Oh, and they were claiming that everything they had done was with the, the utmost respect. Oh. <laughs> and Steph has now been shown who that I understand. person is. Oh, I know who... Oh, Jesus. No, this person sucks. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about this very, like, unattractive person on the podcast. Oh, and I usually God. don't like to make fun of people's looks, but if they oh, were wow. any worse, I'd be pretty upset, too. It's not you, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> For full context, we do have a fourth podcast host who's trying to be as quiet as possible as she sits next to this box of pizza that she's so excited about. She, she's been on the podcast before, but at the moment, she's just trying to be very, very silent. So we're going to... We're going to come back to her with her science later and see if uh, we get any updates on that. But she's also been confirmed the person, and she's shaking her head yes. What a nightmare of an individual. I, I would agree. Um, so from this person and other people of his ilk, yeah. you take a lot of abuse despite the long resume that you listed out for us earlier. Yes. And your accomplishments working up from starting your own blog to joining an established one to becoming, you know, one of the... One of the key figures at the overall site for one of the more popular hockey blogs on the internet. I am the queen of hockey. I would That's give you that. That's my official title. Yeah, I, but I mean, like, for me, that was like, when I was joining Philly Twitter, I was like, you know, looking at all the SB Nation blogs with, you know, this... I, I was a big Liberty Ballers fan. Mm. So I was looking at them as like, hey, that's what I want to be too. Like, I, I had ambitions of maybe writing for Liberty Ballers and then got an opportunity with the team and was like, I should probably never write anything on Liberty Ballers ever again. The team did not hire me. So you see now that I'm doing a podcast. Um, but, you know, for me, it was like, oh, Liberty Ballers was so cool. And then, you know, Brandon was running the Eagles and I was like, I'm a big fan of the Eagles. So I got into that a little bit. And then, you know, as I was like, you know, relearning the Phillies and like the Flyers get a chance to go to the games more because I lived in the city, you know, you were the the one for the Flyers. And then when it came to baseball, like it was it kind of like mixed around for a little bit. But for me, it was Steven. So yeah. that's kind of funny oh, that he doesn't even run a blog. Yeah, Steven. For me, it was Steven because he just ran the uh, hot thirst, thirst base basement. 
thirst which basement. i gotta say i want to give a lot of credit to the guys of the good fight they're very great and i'm actually friends with alex Carr. just took over their account but in my head steven was my Phillies like go-to guy yeah. even though he was not running a blog a podcast or anything he was just telling us every like friday which pl- players he thought was cute god thirst baseman and then he did one for a little bit about hockey what what did he call oh, it oh yeah thirst, he tried to do a thirst hot, liner or something like that something like that yeah, yeah. But it, it was just kind of like, for me, it was funny because I was just like, yeah, these are the undisputed people of Philly sports. And you were very disputed. And <laughs> there was a very common theme. And I, when I would talk to people, and it was kind of the like the pitch that I wanted to give to you was like, when I would talk to the people and I'd be like, why are you so angry? They'd be like, she brings it upon herself. Oh, yeah, And I'd be like, true. why? And then the, like... I could never, like, crack that answer. Oh, it's because I'm a woman. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it would just kind of became this thing where it's like, I remember the big controversy was your sources were questioned. And, mm-hmm. like, that's a big thing in sports. Like, whether you're a sports fan or not, like, sources are king. It might be more important than anything in sports these days. Like, there's people who don't even watch the game, care about, you know, NBA free agency is crazy and just all the things that happen. And NHLs, you know, like, they want to be as crazy as the NBA and they've switched things up. And, and like you had a source for something that was huge. You were dropping a bombshell and somebody was just basically like, nah, you're full of shit. Like, so what, what was that story? It was when Dave Haxtall was going to be fired. Okay. I thought yes, that was it. Which yeah. did get dragged out. It didn't though. It didn't. So I got the information from my source on a Friday. Name okay. that source for us. Yes. I will not. Yes. Give us their address. That's, that's the key thing I want to get here. If somebody's been abused in any way, we have to make sure we identify them so that they uh, can be properly corroborate their story. That's what abusers love. They yes. want to be exposed right away. And sure. that's what I've learned over my course of sensitivity training at my work. So I'm so, sure they're very happy about that. So I was told on Friday, it was either Thursday or Friday, and I can't remember the exact timeline, um, but that the next handful of games for the flyers was going to it was the, it was the west coast trip yeah and i it was going to determine dave hackstall's future with the team but the writing was already on the wall he probably was not going to make it back yeah. from the road trip as the head coach and i was like okay so i sat on that it was three games they lost the first game and the second game i got more information from the source saying he's He's going to be done. Not that he is, not that they're, they've hired his replacement, but that he's going to be done. So that's when I was like, okay, well now I'm hearing this from a reputable source and I, he's never gotten anything wrong. So this is also the source that told me they were going to have the stadium series game. Yeah. Um, last February, Broad Street Hockey broke it because I, I knew that it was going to happen. This is a good source of mine, which which his name and address and social security number is right nobody remembers that we broke that because nobody cared that they were getting the stadium series game against the penguins which i broke um so i started releasing information as i heard it and it was that dave haxtall was not going to be the head coach of the philadelphia flyers for much longer i did not put a timeline on it the internet put a timeline on it but i didn't um and people decided that when they woke up, so everything kind of came to a head on the Saturday. And the Flyers 
Oh, I think I might be getting the timeline wrong. And and that's fair. And I know, listeners, if you're not a hockey fan, we're getting deep in hockey here. But this is very key. Like, this is the timeline right. of, like, like, when you get a source that tells you something is imminent in sports, that could mean, like, 10 minutes or that could mean, like, a week. Right. And he didn't even say, like, this is going to happen at any specific time. It's just like, all right, well, there are these three games. And they still had two games to play. Yeah. And they're still out in Western Canada. So... I know the the game that was was it uh, was against Vancouver and Dave Haxtall, who who was the coach still at that time, and it was their last game on this Western road trip. Just did all of the terrible Dave Haxtall things, like just like the worst of his. Scratched Oscar Lindblom, ran his goalie into the ground, played Yori Laterra, like all of he played the hits, like he yeah. he was going out strong. And I started to get more information that Joel Quenville had already been contacted and um, the president of the hockey team really wanted Joel Quenville and Dave Haxtall was going to be fired. And that's the information I was getting. So that's what I was putting out there. Again, didn't put a timeline on it. Didn't say this is going to happen tomorrow. When people woke up the next day and it hadn't happened yet, there was outrage and fury and the team was still in vancouver they hadn't left yet yeah um reddit god bless that hell site (laughs) they hate me on reddit oh i'm sure they they hit a lot of things there it's a very good breeding ground for it they hate me reddit decided that i had said it was going to happen the next day which i didn't i did not say that um, so Reddit decided that I was a fake, a fraud, a liar, that yeah. I decided to die. I decided to be murdered in my house. I decided I, that I should be raped. That all of these things because I reported that a coach was going to die or going to, going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. That the coach was going. <laughs> the Freudian to... slip of that anyway, one, uh, Steph. He is still alive. He's fine. <laughs> he's in Toronto now. Um, and he's going to win a cup there, obviously. Cause... Uh, questionable. <laughs> Cody Cece, questionable. Um, so... I... Sorry, just two quick things uh, about this time from the perspective of someone that's not a big Flyers fan, but does follow it a little bit on Twitter. The game where Hackstall completely fucked everything up and, like you were saying, basically threw everything in the kitchen sink yeah. wrong. Was that a Saturday and the next day was a Sunday? I feel like it was, Because yeah. if that is what it was, we were at Adobe with Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic, and he was saying... I can't drink that much because this game was so bad. I need to be up early in case they fire him (laughs) first thing in the morning. And the second thing was the weirdest part. Everyone, every Flyers fan wanted Dave Haxtell fired forever. They hated him. They hated the players that he loved, AMAC, all shit like this. They wanted him gone. It seemed like as soon as you said Haxtell is going to be fired... They Everyone switch up. The they switch up, and they start rooting for him to keep his job, so that you can be wrong yeah. and they can be mad. At you. Yeah, it was yeah. the weirdest thing I'd ever so seen weird. in my life because we were all like, I'm, I'm very similar to Bobby. Like, not very into hockey. Like I mentioned that to you recently. Yeah. You said you could help me like learn because I want to get more <laughs> into the Flyers. Really want to? Though. Not really. No. Now that I've seen, no, the Flyers are actually doing pretty well compared well, to the Devils. They at least. Oh yeah, compared so, to the Devils. But I was like. <laughs> basically watching because i was like well if i'm never gonna get back into hockey this guy needs to be gone i'm i want to watch this you know ship go down you know basically we all knew it was coming and i was reading your reports and i was like waiting for it too but i know sports it doesn't happen and i remember even reading someone attributing to you that you said 
that this other coach that they had contacted was already like signed a contract. Yeah, which no, <laughs> never said that. There never was never any proof of that, no. and people were on you about information you never even put right. out there. Exactly, and that was for me like that was like my wake up moment of like I knew you had already taken shit, but like to see it like that where I was just watching baseball and Bob Nightingale comes out and says, Bryce Harper will sign with the Phillies and you can bank on it. And then I waited three to four, five, however fucking months. And then Bryce Harper signed with him and everybody went, fucking Bob, man, he called it. <laughs> and you called that Hackstall gets fired. It's just like, well, yeah, every new is going to get fired now. It's like, yeah. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Was she lying? She said the thing and it happened. I never... Like, I, I, I hope that my team is bad for the next five years with this coach that I used to hate. Because they so really Steph, need me to be Just because wrong. Steph is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't so, imagine someone doing that to their favorite team for like the Sixers or something. I don't want to mention that name right now, but... Jesus uh, Christ, Cody. So... Um... God. All my enemies on the podcast. Just like, that's all I want to talk about. So, on the Saturday night... Um, while the game in Vancouver was going on, Dave Isaac, who writes for the Courier Post, a beat writer for the Flyers, published a story that said exactly what I had heard, that Dave Haxtall was going to be fired and Joel Quenville was the target for the role. And then he very, very intelligently turned off his computer. Yeah. <laughs> and he turned off his phone and didn't look at anything. And he got a lot of shit for it, too, especially on the Sunday when... Yeah, people expect results. People expected it to be immediate, and it was never going to be yeah. immediate. It wasn't going to happen. They were flying back on Sunday from Vancouver, and if anything was going to happen, it was going to be Monday. Now, yeah. fast forward, it did happen Monday. But on the Sunday, people had decided it was supposed to happen then, while the whole team was in the air. Yeah. The team was in the air. We give the guy with a parachute and like bye, like his out of phone. Now. And, and even, I feel really like bad about this. Like his phone was blowing up. His kids were calling him saying, "You're going to get fired." Like it's everywhere. Everybody's yeah. talking about how you're getting fired. And he's like, "What?" Like he's in the air yeah. with the GM. Like they're all on the same plane. Yeah. And and the whole like the team is in is in a state of chaos. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. The coach is like, what the fuck is going on? The GM is like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And this is all happening. Like they're in this confined space. I can't imagine a worse situation. Yeah. And then they land. It's like being in a plane full of your exes. Yeah. yeah your exes much. that are like very vocally talking about all of the terrible things about you. Yeah, yeah, you just went on the worst vacation ever to Western Canada together, and then now you're, you're flying back. And yeah. country. Very clearly that you're going to break up. <laughs> yeah. So Monday comes, and like at this point, my boss is telling me, take the day off. Like you, I don't want you near your computer. Don't look at anything. Like if anything, if anybody's harassing you, because I was getting, I was getting death threats to my email. Like these all went to our our Vox lawyers. Like. Because something that I said was going to happen hadn't happened in the timeline that the internet decided it was going to happen. And sometime on Sunday, my source did tell me that Joel Quenville was out. Like, he was not yeah. going to be hired, which I also tweeted out. Yes. Like, he's no longer in the running. Something happened. Which was probably the chaos and the shitstorm that happened when 
people yeah. started finding out that Hackstall was going to get fired. He was like, this is a messy organization. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Which is fair enough to that guy. Right? Like, now he's in Florida. So, <laughs> yeah. good job. He remembered that fans threw wristbands on the ice once. Once. And so One he, time. So he decided not to take the job. Did you hear about snowballs? <laughs> yeah. That was like 80 years ago. My favorite yeah. story is actually Stephen A. Smith ruining uh, my childhood dream of Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady playing together by leaking the uh, trade too early and the other team getting scared and pulling it. I don't know so, about that one. So we would have actually gotten Tracy McGrady to play with Allen Iverson had it not been for Stephen A. Smith. That is a real life thing that has happened. Well, you know, he <laughs> does funny tweets. So. Yeah, so. He, he says, look at this, y'all. We just... You gotta respect him for it. I right. I think my but, favorite is still when he went on the um, one of those shows recently and was just listing off players that have basically retired and or were out and was just like, well, they're gonna need like a a big night from the, this guy. They're like, he's on IR for the season. What are you talking yeah. about, Steve? He like clearly he, had he not probably should have probably should have taken a day off after <laughs> that happened as <laughs> Steph's uh, boss asked her to do, but she did not. Is what it sounded I like. Di- I did not. <laughs> I did not. Um, so I I went to work on Monday, and by I think eleven a.m., word came out that Dave Hackstall was fired. Um, apparently, he went into the GM's office and said, "We've been hearing all this stuff. Like, I need you to give me a vote of confidence. Either give me an extension or fire me right now." And he wasn't going to give him an extension, so he fired him. So. I was right the whole time, which is the moral of the story. I was right. I was not wrong. And fuck <laughs> you guys. Yeah. and I it, was right about everything. Everything. My source was impeccable. Yeah. And people came at you like you were like that random person on Yard Barker. Just like, Eagles just traded for Jalen Ramsey and Larry Fitzgerald in a three-way trade. And you're like, what? How could they possibly do that? The NFL doesn't even have three-way trades. Yeah, but instead of that, you were one of the more reputable writers in yeah. the city of Philadelphia in any genre, sports yeah. or otherwise. And it, it, like, but I'm a woman. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. yeah. So that was part of why I was excited when you agreed to come on because... He's never seen a woman before, first of all. <laughs> yeah. It was a great big day for him. Well, because me and Cody, our main fandom is the Sixers and the NBA more broadly, which is considered the most progressive of the four major professional sports in america whereas yours is hockey (laughs) which i don't want to impugn all hockey fans in front of you i'll do that (laughs) on twitter by myself but it does have a very infamous vocal minority um the please watch my the please like my sport crowd who what they what they seem to love about hockey is the toxic masculinity of it and you like to speak out against things like that. Like you mentioned earlier, the pink backpack mm-hmm. um, thing where you got into an argument with Bill. So you're at odds with the people that are the loudest and the most abusive. You're directly at odds with them. Yeah. So I was really, really curious to talk to you about what that's like and more specifically what that was like coming up. As you said, starting Sons of Penn and becoming gradually – more and more well-respected, connected, um, a little bit powerful, you might say, given your managing oh, leadership. Yeah. Steph, I told Just... you I'd be your hype man on the show. <laughs> you were the most powerful queen of hockey yeah. that could ever be. Yeah. Becoming, going, going from starting your own 
blog to becoming the queen of hockey. Yeah. At, yeah. at loggerheads with these loud, abusive idiot fans. Yeah, what has and, that been like? What is, What was it like at the beginning? What's it been like up till now? What's it like now? And I'd like to piggyback off of that and say, you know, I. that's kind of the similar questions that I had. Just like, you know, how do you weather the storm mentally of just <laughs> all of that, you know? Yeah. And kind of, you know, feel free to, you know, tell as much or little of your story as you want, but just, you know, the things that you've dealt with to be where you are now and keep pushing forward and still have that, you know, kind of resistance that you know that it's not being happened on the other side for, you know, the guys writing for Sixers and the guys writing for the Phillies or the guys writing for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard. Um, and that's just cliche. I mean, it was not easy. Um, but I had um, a really good support system of people who would just listen to me bitch and you know the the um the the air quotes white knights on twitter that you can rely on to always have your back like that's really valuable to me because i knew that if i was going to get into a fight with somebody that i was never going to do it alone that there would at least be one other person who was (laughs) was gone. <laughs> there was going to be at least one other person. Don't worry about that, guys. Lauren just was just taking very, a selfie of her very eyeball. Very visual moment. <laughs> her eyeball. Lauren makes her appearance on the podcast in silence with a selfie of her eyeball. eyeball. Thanks, Lauren. Back to Steph with um, her story. So I, I knew that there was always going to be at least one other person in the fight with me. And I... I like to think of myself, God, this is crazy, which is not a word that I like to use, by the way, and certainly not on a mental health podcast, but, um, it's kind of unavoidable. It like, I like to think of myself as like a general in the, in the, the, uh, trenches. Yeah. Like I just, I just need someone else with me. One other person, one good man, one good woman. Like that's it. And, it, and I mean, to anybody not on Twitter, that might sound like the most insane thing, but I think if you've... If you go on Twitter, let's say you just started Twitter out of nowhere, and we just give you 10 random people to follow, your brain at some point will start to crack in half. Oh, so yeah. They could be the 10 best brain people in the world. worms. Somehow, some way, one of those 10 great people are going to put something into your life that is going to ruin it, and then, after a while, you will accept that as the reality of life and think, that's funny. And that's, we call that irony. Oh, we all now. we all have brain worms. Yes, it's I mean, great. That's, that's that's just what it is. But I had a lot of people who so like normal people, and I don't even know what a normal person's like. But you feel things and you move on. I feel everything at a ten, like everything at a ten. So even if it's just for a real quick moment, if I'm if I'm upset about something, like we're cranking the volume all the way up, and yeah. I am at a ten and. It could pass real quick, but I feel everything. Yeah. And I feel everything at maximum capacity. So, like, there were definitely days where I would just be like, I'm sitting in the dark and not getting off the couch today. And that's just yeah. what I'm doing. And, and people let me do that. Um, after the Dave Hackstall thing, there were definitely... It, it probably took me three months before I was like, okay, I guess I can write about hockey again. Like, yeah. okay, I guess I like this sport. I, I guess. Like, it just, the whole thing was just ruined for me. 
I, I was, I was doubting my, so I just transitioned into this as a career. Like my career before this, I was building, I was a management consultant. I was building tech startups and I, I just transitioned in September and this happened in December. Yeah. So like, I just been doing this for fun in my spare time and I could walk away at, at any point. But now this was my career. Yeah. And I was starting to doubt, like I was starting to doubt myself and my decisions and whether I could actually do this if this is what it was like. Like, do I actually want to be this person? And a lot of the time the answer was no. Like, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to feel this way. No, I don't. Like, I don't love this part, which is why I don't really call myself a journalist. Like, I'm, I don't think that I am. Um, but what's really, really fucking cool about the job that I have now is I get to hire all of the good people. Yeah. Like I get, I have a say in who runs 33 brands that represent all of hockey. Yeah, exactly. And if I think you're a shit dick, you're not getting hired. Which is great. I mean, that's good power to have and we hope you wield it, you know, only for good, but. I think I do. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I, I I completely understand. It's like that's that's the validation that, you know, you deserve is that your career, you know, takes a progression to something that matches what the time you put in. It doesn't really matter what the critics say. Your resume speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, somebody but, thinks that I'm good out there. But for some reason, you know, it just keeps coming back to this opposition. We all know what it is. I kept playing coy with it, but it, it comes back to your gender. We yeah. know it. And oh, it's... When I started, a lot of people would tell me that the only reason I was getting opportunities, like a lot of people would tell me the only reason I was getting opportunities was because I was prettier because I had boobs. Like, joke's on you guys. Like, I just gained 60 pounds and I'm old. So <laughs> I'm fat and I'm old and I still have this job. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's the American dream right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, the, but uh, I mean, it's like. The yeah. Only, the only other. The only like non flyers um, hockey journalist that I follow on Twitter is Sarah Sivian. Oh yeah, she's from, great from the Athletic for um, the Har- Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we overlapped at Penn State for a year or two, um, but so I've known her since she on at least online since she was like twenty. So I've seen what I was asking you about. I've sort of seen with her yeah. um, editor of Onward State. Um, people at Onward State talking shit about her because she likes she wants to write about the hockey team so much. Um, writing for that um, website in Pittsburgh with the notoriously sexist, like creepy piece of shit. Yep. Um, like financier owner, uh, DK Sports. Um, yeah, that was so bad for her. Yeah, and then you know, finally getting a job at this new exciting thing that's trying to basically break journalism, the athletic, um, on the beat for the hurricanes. So like, and especially during that DK thing, she got so much fucking abuse because she is pretty and a girl. Mm -hmm. And so people are just like, I can just fucking say whatever I want about her. Um, kind of treat her as an object of scorn. Um, and it's just like, infuriating to watch and awesome when she like fucking comes out on top yeah yeah and And i i kind of want to even piggyback off of that because i remember a moment um like that kind of drew a lot of controversy on your twitter Steph, Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with hockey at all it was your snapchat 
and you were basically called out for like posting a thirst trap and then people are commenting on your body and like you were like telling people like hey i don't appreciate this i don't know if you remember this but i don't I, remember it. i remember kind of in my head because it was like you were literally just, you just posted a picture you like thought was cute from your snapchat yeah and people are just like how the fuck could you do this you're like a professional hockey writer <laughs> and they're and you were like what and then they were like and then they were like trying to like tell you like tips or like you know make comments and i was just reading these things i was just like where are the horny dudes to help out here and like oh, beat yeah. these guys away there's a lot of angry men in this like i usually guys love it when they get to see booze but that, like how can you hate someone someone so much you're just so, mad yeah. that their boobs are out no like, i you know what's what's really funny <laughs> And I don't know if it actually is funny. Maybe it's sad. I don't get a lot of horny guys, like, in my in my replies. Like, well, I mean, I would be afraid to be one of the horny guys in well, your replies because I, that's like... That's what yeah, it is. That's building it's like, a brand it's, right Seriously, there. it's, like, it's toxic in there. Yeah. Just you trying to live your life. And yeah. I, that's and I, that's something that it's funny. We, me and Bobby just recorded a podcast, like, how we're cowards. And we're, like, <laughs> we, did, we didn't go after our dream jobs, like... You went after your dream job and had to deal with, you know, a min- minority place that you felt a restriction. Like, we would have felt just the, you know, common, okay, we're broke for a while. Like, you were feeling everything yeah. plus 10 or times 10. Yeah. And, like, I see you today sitting on my couch. Like, I still know you're doing this. And I I know other things in your personal life that I'm not going to bring up unless you're comfortable no, you bringing it up. No, you can't. I don't care. That's fine. But... You know, the big thing that I originally wanted to talk to you about, which we ended up having an episode very similar to it, but I wanted to talk to you about you had a medical situation that sure did really changed your life. So if you don't mind talking about that now. No, um, I don't mind. So I had a stroke April 10th of 2018. Yes, because you're like 83 years old. I am. I am 83 years old. I did just say that I was fat and old. So. Yeah, there you go. So this fat old lady had a stroke. Nothing fat out of the ordinary. No, stop. I was I was thirty one years old. That sounds right. Thirty one, um, and I had I had a stroke in my house, and I live alone, so you can imagine how well that went. So you didn't have your life alert. Nearby. I didn't know my life alert was not nearby. Um, you're too cocky at your young age you know won't you learn i should i actually we should all get life alerts yeah yeah by the way everyone that i know should get a life yeah well steph already got taught her lesson i got taught my lessons when i fell down the stairs that i showed you earlier and yeah those stairs are terrifying they are Um, so come to my house guys let's hang out so so i it, it was a left vertebral artery dissection uh, right. Which essentially means that one of the arteries that, so you've got two arteries that run through your spine to your brain. One's on the left, one's on the right. Uh, the one on the left for me collapsed and nobody knows why. So when that collapses, there's a rush of blood and as blood does, it clotted. And the clot then traveled until it cut off oxygen supply to my cerebellum. Uh, which is uh, the part of your brain that's right at the bottom near the brain stem. It controls balance. It controls coordination. Um, it's a really rare spot to have a stroke. So this happened to me. It was a Wednesday, Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. I hate Tuesdays. That's I fucking like a, hate Tuesdays. That's the day too. to have a stroke, though. Um, Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. 
by the way. Oh, Monday, absolutely. like you're prepared Cody, for Monday to yeah. suck. Cody literally made this point like a week or two yeah, ago. Yeah, but let it I've go. Been, it's the exact same point that I'm not wrong. I've been so. making this point for like so eight go, years. Go ahead and validate me right because now. Because Monday you're prepared back. for. Monday you're prepared for. Like you're, you're spending all weekend preparing for how bad Monday is going to be. Cody is cheesing with his like kickback. <laughs> and then he's... Tuesday comes and Tuesday's just like Monday fucking sucked. And Tuesday is not any better. And the weekend is still so far away. Tuesday is the worst fucking day of the week. Did you guys coordinate this? No. I, I literally... So, so I want you... One of you, search through my tweets for Tuesday. And it's it'll be like eight years running. Tuesday so, is the worst day of the week. You gotta find the audio of Cody. Yeah, Cody so, saying literally the exact so same thing. The audio way. from last week, I will just quote it because I remember it well. I, I said, you know, every Sunday I get the scaries. I'm always worried. And every Monday, I, you know, I'm anxious in the morning. I walk to work and I get in, I check my emails, I kind of settle down. I remember, I've done this before. I can do this. Like, this isn't that hard. Mondays aren't that bad. This is just the start of another week. I can do this. And then I wake up Tuesday and I think, fuck, I got to do this four <laughs> more times. Yeah, exactly. Four more times. Come on, man. Like, I deserve better than this. I don't think I do, but like, I still say that and... You know, it's it's always been something for me. Like, I remember I worked in retail, and one of my, like, coworkers was like, I don't understand why we're dead on Tuesday. I was like, who the fuck wants to shop on Tuesday? At least Monday, it's, like, retail therapy. Yeah. You want to go out on Tuesday? You want to yeah. do anything on a Tuesday? You know what Tuesday is? Tuesday is garbage night. That's yeah. it. That's the you know only what, thing that Tuesday is. You know what Ruby Tuesday's worst day is? <laughs> Tuesday. That's the biggest irony of life. I'm picturing a comic strip where Steph has a stroke in the first two boxes and the third one she's like and on top of all this it's fucking tuesday, fucking tuesday. <laughs> i gotta have this stroke four more times this week. <laughs> oh, God. so anyway it was a tuesday and i was unemployed so <laughs> in, that sucks man <laughs> in the six months prior to that i had gotten fired from my job i had gotten dumped by the guy that I was dating on and off for four years, we got back together after the stroke that he did not show up for. Whatever he sucks. He might have caused it. We can look. No, it was it was. Everybody tweeted job. us who is Steph's father and who caused their stroke. If you think it's the same person, and you're right. <laughs> My dad you will get is a free great. prize at Disneyland. Uh, um. So <laughs> within within six months, I been fired gotten dumped and then had a stroke like this was a rough six months for me um I, that would be a rough six months for anyone else yeah, yeah. yeah i think the term bad things happen in threes is probably still obliterated by what you just said yeah yeah so um i it was noon and i was just waking up because i was unemployed so that's what i was doing so I'm making my coffee and I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I have like these paint, the paint by number things. So I'm drinking my coffee and I unroll the paint by numbers and I'm just getting ready to start painting. And you know, you guys are experienced drinkers here. You know, like when you drink a bottle of tequila and then you go to bed and then just everything is spinning and you just feel sick and bad and gross and everything is spinning. Absolutely. So that happened to me out of nowhere at noon on a Tuesday and I hadn't drank the night before I had one glass of wine the night before <laughs> but like that's not gonna cause this so you're just thinking that's damn good coffee no like I'm just like what the fuck no so I think like all right I'm having a blood pressure issue so 
I put down the coffee, I put down the paintbrush, and I put my head down on the table thinking, all right, let's just ride this out. And it doesn't get any better. So I sit back up and I, I sit back in my chair and I try to close my eyes and do some deep breathing. Just like, let's just wait for this to pass. This will pass. Having never felt like this before in my life, this is my instinct. Like, it's going to pass. Yeah, I think that's the human instinct. And then I, on the floor. Um, So I didn't have any say in ending up on the floor, but there I was. I fell right over. Never lost consciousness, just fell over. Um, So still the world is spinning and I just like, my stomach is hurting. Like there's just a lot happening. My head hurts. Um, So like, this feels like a hangover. So when you get the spins... Like, you try and stabilize yourself by putting your foot on the floor. So I'm laying on the floor. Maybe I should put my foot on the wall. And I have the thought at this time, like, my phone is right above me on the table. Like, I should call 911. I could give them my garage code so they won't have to break down the door. Like, I should do that. I did not do that. Um, Instead, I, I... waited I laid on the floor for a few minutes and then I said all right well we're just having a sick day um and I moved from you laughed yeah and I'm having a stroke <laughs> no, like, no I'm, I'm over here day. just like yep that, this is how I'd play yeah, it yep. yeah no, this just is having, a good plan you, I like just it just having a sick day were you physically capable of getting to your phone do you think I could it was literally right above me like I could have I think because I did I grabbed it when I moved from my kitchen to the living room. So I went and laid down on the couch and I don't remember how I got there. I don't remember if I walked or if I crawled um, or if it was some combination of the two. I don't remember yes. how I got there, but I went and laid down on the couch and I turned on Downton Abbey because that was apparently my sick day. Yeah. That, that's good for strokes. I've heard that. So let me I'm, know if you need to know what's good for shoulder pain. I'm very familiar with shoulder pain, too. Okay, great. Yeah. I know what's um, good for that. Bobby, you have shoulder pain. You know what's good for that? Almost Famous. No? What? Yeah. That's, Na- that's your show for shoulder pain? Downton Abbey is good for strokes. Almost Famous is good for shoulder pain. Oh, good. Glad you ruined that joke. Anyway, go ahead, Steph. <laughs> so, um, so I'm laying on the couch, and I'm, I turn on Downton Abbey, and then the whole thing happens again, where I get super dizzy. The room is spinning. My eyes are moving back and forth, like as I'm sitting there and I don't fall over, but this is when I start just projectile vomiting like everywhere. And I could not stop. So it's all over me. It's all over the couch. My dog comes running over to see what the hell's going on. And I'm vomiting on her and her bed and I'm trying to get her out of the way. And I just can't stop, which by the way is a neurological symptom. But I'm like, okay, we're having a sick day and I'm going to be puking. So I need to get to a toilet. Instead of going to the bathroom that's downstairs in my house, which is where I was located. I'm like, well, it's probably going to be a long day. So I should be comfortable in my bathroom. You're playing this exactly I would. (laughs) You're doing great so far. I'm doing great. I'm like right there with you. And even I know the ending. So I'm like, what are you doing, man? It's like every time I rewatch Super Bowl 52 and I know the ending, but I'm still scared. Yeah. Yeah, this is how I feel right now. I'm like, yeah, Steph's doing great here. This is exactly how you should play this. I'm literally also getting, like, dizzy and lightheaded hearing you this. So, at this point, I physically could not walk. I, I know that. So, I had to crawl from my couch up the stairs 
through my bedroom and into my master bathroom. And I'm also, I'm using air quotes for shivering, which was, I was tremoring. Like I thought I was cold, but I'm, I'm tremoring. So I lay down on my bathroom floor and I'm, co- I'm covered in my own vomit, but I can't, like, I can't do anything other than wrap myself in a quilt. And then I pass out. Like I pass out for eight hours, which is really fucking bad when you're having a stroke. My, I woke up my, obviously I'm sta- I'm sitting here. My doctors don't know how I woke up. Like I should not have, that should have been it wrapped in my quilt, covered in vomit on my bathroom floor. I'm literally expecting you to be like, and then I died. And then I and now died. I'm not here talking to you. No, I'm, I'm, I don't understand how, I don't understand how this has a happy ending. I mean, happy-ish, happy-ish. Guy yeah. said he wanted a spooky episode. I mean, it is almost Halloween, so yeah. there you go. um, so I wake up and I'm like, well, someone needs to take my dog out. Like, I still can't walk. I know that people have been texting me and calling me, but I can't, like, I can't even look at my phone. And I'm like spitting on myself. Um. Like, I can't, I can't take care of my dog. Like, that was the yeah. only thing I was worried about. Like, I can't, like, my missy. Like, I can't take care of her. So I find, somewhere I find clothes. I don't even know, like, where I found clothes. But I get changed out of my vomit clothes into different clothes. I didn't leave the room. Like, I don't even, I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I went to the hospital in vomit clothes. I very well may have. Steph, I actually want to reveal to you, finally, the man living in your attic is Bobby. This is what we've been trying to reveal the whole episode. He, saved, he your saved your life. Oh, there uh, it is. But that he has been stealing that a lot of me. your cheese. Um, okay. So that's where that's going, um, in case you've been wondering. So I crawl from my bathroom to my bed. And I was supposed to be, now this is 8.30 at night. Um, so it's been eight and a half hours since I had the initial stroke. Um, you're supposed to get to the hospital for treatment within an hour. Um, because at that point they can reverse most of the damage that has been done by the the stroke. So now we're eight and a half hours in. Um, I call Bill, Bill Matz, who's my broadcast partner, because we were supposed to record yelling about sports at eight o'clock and I'm never late. I call him, tell him that I'm really sick and I need him to come over and take care of Missy. And he's like, okay, I'll be there soon. And then I call my dad, who is a saint and lives an hour and a half north of me in New Jersey. And I call him and say, I need you to come down and take me to the hospital. I'm like, there were questions asked, but the questions were asked after his shoes were on and he was walking out the door. Like it was because I'm not a person who's ever like, I need help. Yeah. 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 Ever. Um, and this was, I'm not feeling well. It wasn't, I don't know. I think I should go to the doctor. This was, I need you to come down and take me to the hospital. Like that man, hour and a half north, he made it down in a half hour. Like they, he was lying. Um, they actually both got to my house around the same time. And Bill lives 20 minutes south of me in South oh Jersey. Like they got to my house yeah. around the same time. Um, and they Bad had job, Bill. Yeah, should have yeah. been ten minutes. Fuck Bill. No, they had to. They had to Never carry Bill, me. They had to carry me down the stairs because I couldn't. I couldn't even turn over in my bed. 
Um, so I get down the stairs and I'm vomiting more because just any movement I'm vomiting. So Bill takes care of Missy and she's well attended to. Um, and then my dad takes me to the hospital and we wait in the waiting room for three hours. This is now damn fucking yeah. Medicare for all. So it's we're just like wait, 12 wait. hours post. Yeah. So th- this is, it's 1am by the time they bring me back into the ER and they take me immediately to get a CT and the CT shows up clear. And then they bring me back for another CT. Um, so the first was just of my brain. Then the next was, well, let's do the whole body. And that shows up clear too. But my blood pressure is, oh God, what's the exact, I can't remember the exact number, but it was something like 270 over, over like 190. Like it was insane. And I was like, I was going to die if they didn't do something about that. So like their focus was getting that down. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned that the stroke was in the cerebellum. That is not visible. The cerebellum is not visible on CT scans oh because it's right at the bottom. Great. Yep. Perfect. Shouldn't yep. do anything about that nope. moving forward, probably. So I spend the whole night in the ER. Um, it's 7 a.m. the next day. And they still don't know what's going on. My blood pressure is still out of control. Um I still can't stand, can't move around. And the the shifts change. And a new doctor comes in. She goes, you know, I think you had a stroke. We should send you for an MRI. Like, none of the night doctors were like, we should get an MRI. So they sent me to get an MRI. And, and by 1 p.m. the next day, so now we're 25 hours post-stroke, they, they diagnose me. Uh, efficient as possible (laughs) you know real good and then they ship me out so this was at virtua in Voorhees. they ship me to upenn immediately like they didn't did you get a helicopter ride or no just an ambulance just a regular ambulance um because i have so i have a genetic disorder it's called ehlers danlos syndrome and it makes all of my connective tissue really lax so they were concerned that I had the vascular type. There are four or five different types and I don't, but they didn't know that. So they were worried that I was going to keep stroking out if I didn't have a a vascular neurologist and they didn't have one on staff at Virtua. So they they sent me to Penn where they do. Yeah. Um, And I spent a week in Penn and they couldn't figure out why I had the stroke. They don't know why it happened. They don't have a catalyst. It wasn't my genetic disorder. Um, and they pretty much sent me home and said, try not to have another stroke. Good advice. You know, I wasn't trying to have the first one, but now, okay. Now I've got that on my mind, I guess. Don't want to go through that again. Yeah, yeah. Your brain will remember, we had a stroke once. Let's not do Let's that again. Let's not do that again. It was not fun. If you had yeah. gotten there, you know, more, less than... 13 hours uh-huh. after the stroke would would there have been a better chance that they would have found a cause or was no, that just i don't know i don't think so and i got really lucky i mean it fucking sounds like it I, mean, I, got, I got really lucky period because i'm still alive but i only have a, f- a few lingering 
uh, problems from the stroke. Like, and they're they're like nothing problems. Okay. Yeah, I heard you like joke about on a uh, Broad Street Hockey like trivia. That's a episode weird stroke uh, about having effect. brain damage. Yeah, you couldn't remember something that you yeah. thought you should have remembered. You were like, "I have brain damage. I had a stroke. I don't remember." Yeah, no, that's definitely a thing, and it's mostly with names. I have a really hard time recalling names, and. I know exactly what episode you're talking about because it still frustrates me in my soul. Like I was, it was a trivia game and it, it was like, I was, who was the two players that like didn't score a goal that played for the Flyers last season or something. And, like that. and I was, I was listing off everything I knew about these guys. Like yeah. I knew who it was. I knew where they were born. I knew what their wife's yeah. name was, <laughs> but I couldn't remember their name. Like that's a thing that I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle with for the rest of my life. Like yeah. names and, and immediate recall I'm going to struggle with. Um, a lot of mental fatigue. So I take naps every day because at some point my brain is just like, <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. And yeah. it just shuts down. Um, I also like my balance and coordination is, is not great. Like I, if I were to stand up, which I'm not going to do and close my eyes, like I would fall over. Or if I were to stand, just try and stand on one foot, like I'll fall over. But how often am I doing those things in life? Like sobriety test. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say I had a stroke. Like you can give me a blood test, but I am not going to pass your sobriety test. Yeah. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm on fistfuls of medication, like fistfuls. I take nine pills a day for a variety of things, but mostly because I had a stroke. Is that for the rest of your life? For the rest of my life. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that ties into a lot of things that we've talked about in the show mentally, like, you know, medication, labeling, uh, you know, talking about just the eternity, of feeling like, okay, well, this is what I am for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unionization? Like well... I'm just saying, like, you know, me being afraid to go to a therapist because, you know, like, once you get diagnosed, like, everything changes, you know, and you have to address it. But, like, this was thrust upon Steph. This is a completely different situation. Yeah. Right. And it's such a reminder, you know, like, anything could happen to anybody at any time. But, like, for me, I, I remember thinking, like, my heart was breaking for you because I was just like, this is this is it. This is career ending because, like, how, how do you come back from that at such a young age? And, like, I know myself and, like, I consider myself a resilient person and I still don't think I would have had the strength to come back. And you did. Mm. And not, it wasn't the last bad thing to happen to you and I really don't even want to go down that road right now. Yeah. But, you know, like, I just wanted to say straight up part of the reason why I want to have on the episode is just I really respect your resiliency. I consider you a role model of mine and I'm really excited to have you. Thank so, you. To have an opportunity for you to come on and talk about yourself and know that you were excited about that, that really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Personally. So, you know, you talked about some of the things that you deal with now. I just want to say, you know, like some of my pills, I, my balance is bad. Yeah. I get overly emotional at small things. I get a little emotional on talking to you right now yeah i and i deal with those things and i realize i i do push through with that and you talk to so many people and you hear so many times and i i'm sure you feel it too it's like so many people tell you you're brave and and you always like for me it's always like to say back what the hell else was i supposed to like, do what am i supposed to do yeah did like, you like expect like and, and you were literally in a situation like laying down dying and it's like 
did you expect me to just lay down and die? Like, like you know, it's like... God, sometimes I just want to. Like, I wish it was that easy. Yeah, but... like... There's a reason that one of the most universal jokes on Twitter is just that wanting to die. Yeah, yeah. and like... But I tried, and it didn't work. It's like everybody like the, wants to be dead. We keep saying we want to die. We don't want to be in the process of dying. No, That's and it, it took so long, too. <laughs> yeah. like, Jesus Christ, yeah. 25 hours this trip you doesn't know? take you out? Like, oh come on. Worst luck of the draw you know, possible. And, and, like, even afterwards, like, I, the recovery was just fucking, it sucked. Like, my whole life changed in that 25 hours but right. really like what was the recovery like oh brutal because i couldn't do anything and i'm not somebody to ask for help but like i wasn't i, I was allowed home and um at, as soon as i got home my brother flew up from atlanta um to, to stay with me and it was a long weekend and like did everything around the house, like cleaned the whole house, did all of my laundry. And I have way too many clothes. Cleaned up all that vomit. That Cle- was probably did, Well, pleasant. no, the people that were looking after my dog while I was in the hospital for that week, they cleaned up all the vomit. Okay. Which well, was good really, on them. really nice of them. What's their Venmos? <laughs> <laughs> they, they deserve. Like, What's so their Vamos? Um, Ed, Kelly, Bill, the three of them, the three of them cleaned up my vomit, um, which was everywhere. So thank you. Um, I think I still have some of Ed's shit in my house. That sounds right. So do I. Yeah. So maybe if I just return him his own thing, we can call it even. Um, but but you couldn't do anything for yourself. I couldn't do anything. Like I wasn't allowed to bend over. Do you know how many times during the day you have to bend over? Like, whether it's to pick up something or... Tie a shoe. Tie your shoe. Put on your pants. Like, my brother had to put on my pants for me because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, it. And, like, I couldn't... I couldn't... I also couldn't do anything repetitive. So I couldn't vacuum. I couldn't mow the lawn. Uh, I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive for a long time. Interesting. Um, but that was more like when I left the hospital, they told me I could, but I was having a lot of problems with my eyes. I was really light sensitive. So I'd have to wear sunglasses everywhere. Yeah. I had a headache for three months straight. I was dizzy for three months straight. Like I couldn't be trusted behind the wheel of a vehicle. Like I knew that I had to go to physical therapy twice a week for three months and that was while I couldn't drive and I didn't want to ask anybody for help. So I was taking lifts and Ubers until while unemployed, while unemployed, while I I didn't qualify for, um, um, probably disability. Yeah. Because I was expected to recover within a year. You've got to be, uh, not expected to recover within a year to qualify. I was going to say you probably didn't, you know, fit any guideline they have because no. they're trying to screw everybody out of yeah. everything. But that's a different podcast. For so a different until... All I'm hearing is unionize Medicare for all. Yeah. Unionize um, Medicare for all. So until Bobby, that, until the system's our... a little bit more broke than that. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you later. We'll, we'll talk about this offline. Until our friends Nat and River found out that I was taking Ubers and Lyfts to physical therapy. And that's when they both... The two of them rearranged their whole schedules to to Natalie 
kind of ripped me a new one and told me that I was an asshole for not asking for help. And <laughs> that sounds like not River and Nat are two of my favorite people they're, in the world. They're just they are amazing. younger than every single person in this room, and they have it way more together than all of us put together. And yeah. I have no clue how. So they would they would drive they me to. yeah twice a week to physical therapy and back, and uh, our friend Ed would come over every thursday and take me grocery shopping um if i needed something at target if i i was like fucking around with paints because what like i can't do anything so i'll just throw paint on canvas he'd take me to michael's and just make sure that like my life was together i'd have friends a variety of friends come over and mow my lawn for me and, and vacuum my house clean my bathrooms because i couldn't do any of this yeah and like i can never repay them and i feel like shit about it no, I, 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 I know exactly what you're feeling in a much different way, but like to have just like that, that kind of gratitude to someone and yeah. think I can never, you know. Kelly tweeted out that I was going to need help with food when I got home and I, people, random people on Twitter donated over $2,000 so that I can get like meals delivered to my house when I got out of the hospital, which is fucking amazing. And it's great after, you know, we, we really did start the episode on a more negative place, but, like, the support that you get proves that, it's you know. It's amazing. All, all, of, all of the darkness that comes it's with what you so do. It's so worth it. The positivity and the light really does shine yeah. through, and it's, if it's you're good just, to hear that. If you're just a management consultant that didn't have this big support system, like, like I who, mean, knows, who knows what happens? Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's be honest with ourselves. If you take that you know, life that doesn't follow your dreams, you're dead on the floor of your bathroom. And that's your it. Vomit. That's it. And that was one of the things that actually, like, it clicked for me when I was in the hospital. Like, the only people that were visiting me in the hospital outside of my father were my hockey people. Yeah, and I think, you know, we could probably, like, safely say now that Dave Haxall saved your life. So let's definitely tweet that well, out. Let's um, not get, get crazy into your profile. Here. Let's not get um, crazy Dave Haxall may have led to the stroke. Let's, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, like, that was it. Like, none of my friends from high school, none of my friends from college, none of my friends from after college, it was all hockey Twitter people. Yeah. And even after, in, when I was, le- like, literally laying, which is why... Like, in, in the months that followed, I did gain weight because I was laying on the couch feeling sorry for myself, eating cupcakes, like, just straight to the face. So I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't do anything else. Um, and it wasn't quite 60 pounds, but, you know, whatever. I'm still fat and old. Um, well, you had a stroke and you're 82 I had years a stroke. old, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was mostly hockey people. There were a few... There was one of my friends from college that came over and brought me groceries and, um, but hockey people. And it, and it was just like, it clicked. Like I very nearly died. And all of these people that want, like want to say we're friends or want me to come to their weddings or whatever, like none of them showed up. None of like like you know your family now like yeah, yeah like, like none of them showed up none of them cared like if you don't care I nearly died yeah and you're not there then what the fuck am I doing wasting yeah. time with you and I I you know it's it's kind of upsetting to hear that because I like recently had a friend that I lived with after college and she had a concussion and it was 
one of the worst concussions that you could possibly have for just a random person having yeah. concussions on an athlete. And I didn't really stay up with them because I lived with them in Delaware, moved to Philly, and I didn't really stay up with them. And I had no idea the ordeal she went through. She had a very similar path of physical therapy and just yeah. trying to get back to herself. Yeah. I was going to say and the, that yeah. the focus and driving stuff sounded a lot like post con- uh, post-concussion syndrome. Yeah, yeah and I, I really wanted to talk to you about, you know, because of, you know, that thinking of like getting back to myself and some of the stuff that I've even gone through with my own mental health and just like whenever I get like a diagnosis or a pill or something, one of the first thoughts that I have when it really hits me that what it happens and I'm glad to hear that your symptoms are not that, you know, dramatic, but like one of the first things I think is always worst case scenario and Mm. think like, what did, what am I going to lose from my life? And I'm kind of curious, like what was the first thing that like popped in your head? Was it like, was it work? Was it like, friends social life dating like something like that because i mean that's you know for you i mean it's like i can't do these very simple things because i have a stroke and that stroke's going to keep me from being able to ever drive again but obviously you can drive again you know that now but like at that time you're thinking i'm stuck at my house forever so the first thing (laughs) the first thing and i actually said this to my doctors in the hospital was well, there goes my million dollars on the amazing race. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> like, that <was> that's <laughs> that's the, the best answer you could possibly <laughs> say. Like that just that gives you a window into my personality because, like, God, I would have won the amazing race, <laughs> but now I can't do anything reckless anymore. Like no skydiving, no bungee jumping. I can't even go on a fucking roller coaster anymore. You can only do like the. They're it's always standing on okay one race. foot in the amazing yeah. race. Yeah, that's the other scenario. You know, like, I am just not, I can't do any of it. Anything that jostles my neck, I can't do any of it. And that was, like, literally, that's what I said in the hospital. Like, well, there there it fucking goes. There goes my million dollars. Um, And it's never, it's never really, the way that I've looked at it is not that I need to get back to myself. It's, it's creating a new version of myself because my life changed. Yeah. Like everything changed immediately. And I need to take that and, and move forward. Um, and I've, I've done that a few times in my life, but this is, there's no point in wishing that it didn't happen. Um, because it did. And Bobby's mic is falling right off the table. Because he doesn't understand mechanics at all. No, like, it's literally going to yeah, fall Yeah, because he's had problems with these mics, like, every single time he's ever come over here. That's not what it is, but continue stuff. But, um, but like, I, I can't... I can't just... I, I can't... <laughs> Bobby just ripped his <laughs> mic right off the off. table. He can still talk. He's just holding it like I a clown now. I prefer this. Yeah, that's we're gonna do this for now on. I'm gonna leave better. the whole thing on it instead of giving you the tripod. That would make that so much oh easier God. for you. Um, or just let you hold the mic. I'm gonna make you wear the whole fucking holder that nobody can see but me. I'm just doing this right now for Lauren, me. Can you take a picture of this so at least we have a visual to go with this rambling? <laughs> yeah. So while while this picture happens, Steph, <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm to just, cut you no, off from fine. all of that. It's, it's not like I'm having a profound moment or anything. It's yeah. fine. But like. I, I'm glad to hear that. Like, cause... I'm just building. I'm building a new life, and it's going to be one that makes me happy. Because 
Like, fuck, I almost died. Yeah. And I was miserable. And if I had died while being miserable, like, that would have sucked. Yeah, I mean, you would, I mean, they probably would have told us. I mean, I'd be dead, so whatever. They probably wouldn't have told us, but you would have been the vomit queen of hockey because you would have fell asleep on your floor covered in vomit which yeah. i'm gonna go keep... shoplin of the N- of the nhl yeah yeah <laughs> that's well that's not the worst thing to be so now i kind of gonna make her regret that a little bit well you know, i'm older than 27 like so yeah can't get into 27 club but you can still be a legend so you know Too old. we'll see well you know hopefully old you don't have another stroke as you yeah. said you know the doctors gave you the best advice ever uh don't have just stroke. just don't do that yeah um, so like there was def- like- there was also like a long period <laughs> afterwards when you know the bills started coming in or yeah. mostly when the bills started coming in and i was not able to move from my couch or my bed and i was like well maybe i should have just died like maybe i yeah. maybe i should have like yeah. this sucks surviving sucks and um reminds me of that dude that uh went to the bernie sanders rally and he was talking about how he's 165 dollars or 165 thousand dollars in debt and they won't take his veterans insurance and bernie was like what are you gonna do he's like i'm gonna kill myself yeah like, when that stuff starts piling up and there's nothing you can do about it, like, how do you not despair? Yeah. So, Steph, yeah, how, did you, how did you not despair? I got on medication. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Cymbalta. Hey, I am also on Cymbalta. <laughs> yeah. We, we share a drug together, yeah. so. You... I, I got medicated is essentially what it is. Um, and before I even had the stroke, after I had been dumped and after I'd been fired, like, there were a lot of times that I was deep in that pit and I was just like, you know, this fucking sucks. I may as well just lock myself in the garage and turn on the car. Yeah. I mean, it's the shittiest thing to say, but like, honestly, the, I mean, we've had people on the podcast before say the exact same thing. And like, we had our friend Chris come on and it, it was even the antidepressants that were like causing him to have the thoughts and to mm-hmm. act on it. So like, I completely feel for you to have to go through even just the mental health part of what you're going through. Yeah. Plus the stroke part. And then plus I the had fact a stroke. That you, plus you log into Twitter and then just some jackass says, like, you do you even know any hockey players, though? Yeah, not one. So your life just sounds absolutely batshit crazy full of horrible things. <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about dead mommy yet. No. <laughs> and I think, you know, I really want to have you back on the, the show because, like I said, you know, yeah, you're... Jesus, way to set up the next one. <laughs> no. No, I but I really do want to have that. you... I know, because I, I don't I really want to have it. you back on the show, but we are, like, running a little bit late into the night now, and I know there's some considerations for you guys that, at least you, I know you have to go somewhere um, I don't have to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Bobby's completely get rid of his responsibilities. Steph, you're more more than welcome to stay and have this beautiful conversation more with us. But um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get into this story, this is one that I was going to let you talk about if you were comfortable talking about it. Oh, dead mommy. Yeah. Oh God. Um, you can you can tell me right now if it's just we're not ready yeah. for it. Well, how long? Right. How long is the episode? So far, we're about it hour and 14 minutes um you can, our, you can also come back another time yeah let's come back prefer. another time i think that's great because we it's just probably gonna be like another of, hour and a half of people talking about love cliffhangers that include the words dead and mommy together those yeah. are the favorite cliffhangers so this is neronica's first ever cliffhanger with <laughs> step driver part one dead mommy's part two dead, dead mommy 
Uh, and then part three is when episode. she figures out who actually uh, murdered uh, the girl that is um, causing uh, Adnan Syed to be in prison. So that we will be doing Serial, uh, the third episode with Seth, oh, right. yeah, where yeah, she yeah. actually solves the crime. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that after Dead Mommy, which is clearly our first cliffhanger here. Yeah, so um, so the, the little hook for that is I watched my mother die while I was nine years old. That's Jesus a fun one. Fucking Christ! Yeah, no, it's been it's been a great life. Which is tell which, like Garden State. Which I want to say, uh, while we have that up, there a little bit of revisionist history uh, to our own podcast. Um, very first episode was me talking about at six years old um, to a horrified Tony. Yes, to a horrified Tony that my mother had jumped out of a moving car going fifty five miles per hour that I was in the back seat of. Um, revisionist history talking to my father. That is physically impossible. We did not have that car uh, past me being four years old. So I was either three or four years old when I saw my mother jump out of the car. Sorry to everybody I lied to on the podcast about that. Um, that being said, let's move on to something happy that we like to do here called plugs. Uh, Steph, you have a lot more to plug than I do. Oh, God. Um, so Bro, it's streethockey.com. There you, have, you go. You have 33 blogs to, to plug. <laughs> I do. But Please broad, do them all by name. Broadstreethockey.com is the, the good one. Um, I was just a guest on uh, Women... Fuck, what is the podcast? Women I was the, fuck, what is the Steph podcast? Steph is famously bad with names. I, I am. Like, I have brain damage. I do. Um, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but... If you follow me on Twitter, you can send it to us still. We'll, we'll also tweet it out. Just yeah, so. no, it was good. It was about women in sports. It's called and... Spit and Chicklets. Oh God! What? God no! No, that was bad. <laughs> Spit and Chicklets. I can't. I can't make it through like ten seconds of their accents. It's horrible. I said that just to piss stuff off. No, oh. you it did worked. a great job. <laughs> She, oh, she's not doing plugs anymore. I guess I can do broad street hockey. Broad street hockey uh, is the main plug. Yeah, that's about it. And that's if you all follow I do. Steph on Twitter, Steph, your Twitter. Oh, there it is. Women Advantage Podcast. Thank okay. you, Lauren. Lauren, we will still wonderful. we will still tweet it out, but uh, it's called like the, the pun is like woman. Advantage. Yeah. You can just search Steph like Driver. I think play. she's popular <laughs> enough that you do not need to have her at where me at if you Stephalicious D. You, you, Google my full name, and you're going to get a lot of people who aren't me, which is really good for my future job prospects. Um, so, Steph, you have Broad Street Hockey. Yeah. Please go to that. Please follow Steph on Twitter. And, and join NHL Fan Pulse. Please make me look good for my bosses. And make her look good for her bosses. Yeah. Bobby, what would you like to plug this week? Um, Steph, can you name every team's like Espionation website? Do you want me off to? Off the top of your head. I if, can. No, if I say, like, what's the Florida Panthers? Litterbox cats. Okay. Ooh. Name like another two. Uh, San Jose Sharks. Fear the Finn. Um, Hartford Whalers. They don't have one. Damn, thought I. You did. almost got her. <laughs> I mean, Kane's Jack. country. Jackass. Anywho, um, uh, I... read me on the fifth quarter uh, with the sixer season starting. Uh, class is boring if I ever get back around to it. And just not doing that these days. Well, because I'm trying. If I'm not writing for the other website i feel bad writing for my own so um but whatever you do, both. do I, they pay you they said they'd give me like ten dollars a month hmm. <laughs> sounds like you shouldn't feel guilty i do though i told them i'd do it mm. guilty i give bobby zero dollars a month though so frankly yeah he's no getting a much better deal no one's ever 
besides one time no one's ever given me although money, so. also i think bobby would give me money to stay on the podcast <laughs> if i decided to make a change so i'm gonna go ahead and move on to my plugs here uh i want to plug specifically my um new pr- uh co-promotion with kyle plant emoji me and him are best friends and he uh i had picture proof that he agreed to co-sign every single one of my tweets after he helped me write a joke about pissing and shitting on troops graves um thank you kyle plan emoji for that um you're my best friend i'm going to shout you out every episode now you're really making my career go places thank you for retweeting me i'm picturing after you, you told me that, that... About that while she's on a date with a marine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i really love how he retweeted me after he told me that the joke was really lazy i guess because he still wanted the credit for co-writing the lazy joke that he didn't write but then i ended up getting likes and follows from it so thank you kyle plan emoji who is co-signing on every single one of my tweets as he that said, A, anytime man, A, cab, heart, heart, and then he blocked me. Just the weirdest sequence of events He's in my life. I love him. I, I love him. Kyle playing emoji. He's just playing hard to get, and I love Tweet him. Tweet at Hoodie Allen to come on Neurotica. I don't know why that's still Bobby's thing, but Hoodie that's... Allen, come on Playing Neurotica. hard to get is rape culture. Wow, okay, that's another cliffhanger. I was talking about more about... a dude who tweets at really high verified accounts I, no that's i said that yeah playing hard to get is rape culture i don't know where that I just guess, came from i can see where you're coming from yep. <laughs> i can't tell if you're serious or not oh i'm serious okay i, I, I see where you're going i just like think we have a lot to unpack at the very end of the episode <laughs> now and i'm worried that because it like, encourages guys to not listen to no Exactly. exactly there you go bobby exactly but we're not bobby just figured it out it. bobby just figured out why he is not allowed back in his home tonight all right great anyway so this is neurotica oh, bobby looks confused you just thanks everybody have a great night unless it's this. day oh, for you yeah that's what i do bye everybody great <laughs>